0: Good evening, hope everybody's doing well today. Sorry for that little bit of a delay, but uh, it gives me just a second to uh, get, uh, I've got so many pages and groups and uh, to uh, uh, to share all these, uh, uh, share each of our sermons and my devotions and podcasts and everything too, that uh, takes just a second, so I thought instead of just uh, simply staring at me, I put a little music out there, I have to use uh, non-copyrighted music or Facebook mutes me, and uh, so it, uh, it doesn't do me any good if I don't uh, use the copyright, uh, non-copyright stuff. I, there's a lot of other good stuff out there. I'd like to be playing uh, while you're waiting for me to finish up with what I'm doing, but uh, oh well, it is what it is. But bear with me. Um, it's such a beautiful day. I hated to um, have service inside, so keep in account I am that I am outside and got a lot of loud. Uh, trucks and motorcycles and dogs barking things like you know, that'll happen but then again uh, frog said he could hear most of that when i was doing it inside of my office anyway so it may not be too much difference but i i think some of these guys and their diesel trucks they love loved uh, when I got a sharp curve down here below my house and i think they would love to, to gun it same thing with these uh, uh these cross rockets out there they love to hit that curve super hard and so uh it makes, uh, sometimes, um, man, I'm getting old, it just gets on my nerves, so, I feel like old man, you young church, get out of my yard, you know, so, but anyway,
1: but I hope everybody's had a good day today, and,
0: uh, blessed weekend, and, uh, uh praise God we're able to be back in the church this morning, had a lot of good, uh, comments regards to, uh, the praise team, and dad's, uh, sermon. I thought he did a great job on his song this morning Just sing that because he's my dad, but he uh, wrote that song and I thought he did a a fantabulous job for those who got to hear it. If you didn't, go back and watch our uh, our, uh, service this morning. Yeah, here in a second. (laughs) So so we are, Lord willing, uh, going to start having uh, just the one service, 11, 12, uh, on Sunday mornings for a little while, and just see how it goes, and uh, hopefully there'll be no uh, spikes in this uh, virus ordeal, and uh, we continue to do that. Sunday night, Wednesday nights, I will continue to do online uh, until such a time where I feel that it's safe enough for me to venture out. Uh, it's been tough uh, being uh, uh, more or less stuck in a jail cell, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, I don't have an immunity, so I'm kind of stuck here at the house. So, uh, we had normally, work. we go to the beach uh, this time each year, and so it, it kind of stinks. We didn't had to get to go out or do nothing, but there are greater tragedies out there, obviously. everything events going on right now, but uh, uh, Sharon said to be praying for Hoppy's upcoming surgery. So, Sharon, we definitely will do that and uh, hope that goes well. So, let's go ahead and open up with some scripture this morning. Uh, this morning this evening, so he's doing morning devotions, you know, uh, Isaiah 41, verse 10, in fact, I read this one of my devotions this week, fear not, for I am with you, be not dismayed, for I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, so happy old, old we says, bless this reading, hearing it to our hearts, and uh, like I said, if you have any prayer requests or concerns, um, just be sure to put those in the comments. And uh, so that we can all uh, come together and, and pray about, and, uh, which is, uh, if I don't see it, uh, it's okay, we all pray together. Also, our country's in, in a state of turmoil, and uh, i tell you what, it's, uh, I was talking about this last night on my podcast that, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, we we're definitely living in the last days, without a doubt, and uh, so let's definitely praying for our country, and uh uh, you know, when you think of last days, I think some people get a, a certain amount of anxiety and fear. Hey, it should give you not anxiety or fear, but excitement uh, for what is to come. So, don't let uh, uh, your last days uh, don't let that uh, scare you. But you know, uh, and it may not. You know, this may be just some of the, uh, the pains and groans of the earth because of the sin going we're going through. Uh, Juanita says, please pray for my aunt in the nurse's home. Yes, Miss Juanita, I will definitely do that. So let's go ahead and go for the Lord in prayer. But Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this uh, beautiful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, I uh, just pray that you'll be with Juanita's aunt. And Lord, I pray that you will uh, uh, bring the healing upon her. Lord, I praise me at Hoppe as goes to this surgery that uh, took God the doctor's hands. Everything go well without any problems or complications. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with uh, Ron, Dalma Thompson. I pray that you'll be with Kim Penix and bring him to the park earlier. And Lord, I just pray that you'll be with Roger Winters, Mr. Murph. I pray that you be with Linda Feathers, and David. I pray, Lord, that you will be with, um, I don't know, Bert Campbell's uh, sister and Richard Campbell's father. Uh, gosh, Lord, I pray for Miss Wendy Lee. I pray that you be with so many prayer requests that are offered up each and every day. And Lord, I try to remember them all. I forgive me for those I can't remember, but you know each and every need and unspoken request out there. And I pray that your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, pray, be with our nation, bring uh, peace upon this country. And Lord, let us uh, the hearts of minds turn to you before us. To you, in Jesus' name, I pray. I appreciate you all. Uh, um, let's see, there's something else on here? Oh, Brandy said, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right. Anyway, Dad hates it when I do that. But uh, he, he doesn't like it when I um, uh, uh, respond to those on social media who are, who are putting things in the comment. One, he says it's distracting. And two, he said it makes him think of Robber Room when she looked in the in the mirror and said hi you know go in or hide Johnny or whatever so uh, who knows uh, you know most likely hopefully he's asleep right now and he's not even watching so <laughs> if not he may call me and let me know so <laughs> anyway but I uh, can't help it it's just force. I habit it on uh, when I do my uh, morning devotions you know everybody uh, types out uh, different comments I'm so used to, to responding it's 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 uh, hard to get out of that habit of I'm not replying when somebody said something, so uh, please forgive me if I don't uh, respond uh, uh, during the, uh, the message here. But anyway, um, as far as announcement goes, do you think of anything really specific? In uh, fact, of course, we'll be doing our online service at 7 o'clock on Wednesday morning. If you want to watch my daily devotions, I do it at 7.15 every morning. Doing them here on social media and on the website uh, every morning at 7.15. Do my best. Sometimes I'm a little late but I do my best to do that right at 7.15. Um, and then uh, podcast on Saturdays at 6 o'clock and then of course we have Sunday morning uh, service uh, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. This is still on Monday, 45, DFM and on our website, FLbBC1.com and here on uh, social media. You can watch all our services on here as well. And don't forget that also, oops, I hit my foot, hit the thing. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, don't forget, of course, uh, the Doctor Chronicles podcast, uh, I do upload all of uh, our sermons. Uh, all the devotions, podcast, all that. Remember, it's audio only, uh, no video, but I do upload that. So if you're at work or at home or whatever it is you're doing, you can uh, hit that and uh, listen to uh, to all that you're going about your day. So. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into our teaching this evening. Uh, we're going to look at Hebrews, so if you all want to turn there, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 7. Verses 21 through 25. So I'll give everybody just a second to turn here in case you're on your uh, iPhone, iPad, uh, using your Bibles or uh, whatever it is that you use there. And uh, so again, that's uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 21 through 25. So I'll give everybody just a second to turn there. Let's go ahead and read that if we will. But this one was made priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn, and will not change his mind, you are priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from the continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continued forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Let's go have another quick word of prayer for you. Let our Lord give and discover for before you and praise your holy name. And Lord, I just pray that you will guide us and lead us in the word and the teaching this evening. Uh, Lord, help us to learn and glean from it. Let it make us uh, make it applicable. Uh, to our lives and further spiritual growth. Lord, let us serve you well, bring glory to you God, God's word and deed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so uh, looking at this, these, these verses here. And remember, uh, you know, I, I've had uh, several people, uh, I know that uh, uh, people are usually used to King Jimmy, and, and as a rule, I usually use... Uh, uh, the King James, just because that's what people are used to, but uh, uh, because uh, for the sake of our teaching, I'm using the English standard Version, So the Bibles are a little different. Uh, that, is, that is why. But um, you know, when you buy something, right, when you uh, go to a store or, or make a reservation, uh, you get a usually you get a guarantee. You know, I, uh, I like uh, getting these uh, uh, Hoka. Uh, running shoes and uh, or trail shoes, whatever you want to call them. I can't, uh, can't really run much anymore because of how bad my knees and stuff have gotten over the years. So I kind of just kind to kind of a cross between a, a fast walk and a half jog. I don't know how to explain it. So but anyway, uh, but either, there, the point is, uh, there is uh, they have a guarantee. I think it's like ninety day or something or, or uh, some of that effect. A guarantee. If they don't fit right or don't wear the way you want them to, you can send them back. And uh, or if you make a reservation, uh, you know you can, uh, uh, you know, just like when I was working on my doctoral studies in Indiana, I'd fly up there and have a reservation for a car, and uh, they type in your name, and uh, it's guaranteed to be there. Now there's times when I got up there and uh, give my name, and well, we don't have you in here, and I'd be like, what are you talking about? I I called and made the reservation. Uh, Well, you should have it in here and uh, so of course that'd be frustrating and oh we've got one car left you know and uh, so you know we, we like those guarantees we like those uh to be able to rely on those kind of things but guarantees are not always reliable and uh as far as man is concerned uh, sometimes people will go back on their words you know i, I don't know who i was talking to the other day oh, i don't know what it was i was having uh, a problem with my uh dish uh, here at the house had to have a guy come over and look at it. And uh, somehow we got on the conversation. Of course, I told him, I said, I said, uh, so I'm like Doc Holliday. I said, uh, you know, he, he said in the movie, Toots told me, he said, forgive me if I don't shake your hand. You know, that's that's when we kind of gone conversation. I stayed way far from him. And uh, but I said, you know, used to, uh, you know, something my dad always told me. So you look a man and when you shake a man's hand, you look him in the eye. And if you give your word, and uh, you shake his head, you better keep that word. You know, that's something he, he, he taught. I think that's sad. There's a lot of young men who, not, uh, who have lack of, of uh, fatherhood, fathers out there to teach them those kind of um, manners and that kind of respect and uh, what it means to keep your word. And uh, so sadly, you know, people you looking the eye and then they're, they're stabbing in the back while they're shaking your hand. But here's the thing. Even though man's promises... A man's oath, his guarantees may fail. You know, God doesn't have to make an oath. God doesn't have to make a promise. God doesn't have to make a guarantee because he is holy. We know, as we read in, here in Hebrews in our study, that he does not lie. But if he makes an oath, how much more could we possibly uh, can, can depend upon that guarantee? You know, if he's going to make a guarantee or an oath or a promise, we know for a fact that we can count on that, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, because we know why. Because God does not lie. Why? Because His Word tells us He doesn't lie. We know that we can bank on that trust. On that, you know, uh, it's you know, it's one thing I hate. Um, uh, some of you all may have used Marketplace here on Facebook. And that's a pain in the rear end. I hate, I hate selling stuff with a passion. People are jerking around. I sit there and say, "Well, yeah, I'll meet you such and such. You go there. Don't show up. Waste your time, your money, your gas." don't show up. But uh, one thing's for sure we can always count on and depend upon what God gives us and what God tells us in his promises. We can bank on those kind of situations. And uh, so we, that's what we read here in verse 21. It says, but this one was made priest with an oath by the one who said to him. So we know uh, that God has said this, that the Lord has sworn it will not change his mind. You are priest forever. So we understand you know, that Jesus was I make preach forever under the, the line of Mikkel's deck, as we've been studying here. And, you know, and I don't want people to um, uh, to get bored and say, well, gosh, I feel like he, all he does is go over the same thing. And uh, But we're trying to drive home a point here. We're trying to make sure that you have a complete and clear understanding of what God's word here is trying to tell you. Because the writer of Hebrews, uh, that was his point, was because of the, the listeners have become such dull up here and, and have not grown in the Lord. And you know, and sometimes some things bear repeating. And you know, and, and when I read this here in Hebrews, talk about those who are, who have lacked spiritual growth, who have become dull in hearing. I, I can't help but think about the, the Christians of today. You have become so apathetic. You have become so complacent. Who have become dull of hearing? They, they fall. They, they are by uh, every wit of doctrine. They are swayed by it. Uh, they, they, live by emotion. They don't uh, study the word, uh, you know. And it's just uh, uh, it's a sad state of affairs when you're seeing churches across the country shutting down because of those out there uh, who are not trying to learn and trying to grow and having discernment and uh, really just uh, putting on a facade. And so, when the truth is spoken, you know, I just like um, uh, yesterday. It was yesterday. I didn't today. I can't remember. Uh, but um, someone had on uh, on social media. I can't remember who it was. And there's nobody goes to the church, or uh, in fact, I do when I saw it. I don't know whose person it was. To be quite honest with you, but uh, they were uh, having a fit uh, because um, uh, the um, uh, it, um, the governor of Tennessee. Uh, said that they would fund um, Christian, um, uh, was it? Um, uh, oh gosh, like uh, after school program or something like that effect. And uh, they were having a fit that uh, that keep uh, believe that uh, our tax money has to fund discrimination, and that is just wrong. And you know, when I read stuff like that, it, it really, uh, I really, really bite my tongue, and I'll say anything. You know, it's okay to. Use tax money to uh, fund abortion and killing babies and uh, any other ungodly thing out there. But heaven forbid you uh, fund a, a, a after school program that uh, deals with uh, Christian godly principles and, and um, uh, encouragement and, and, and manners or, and, and the golden rule. And you know I mean, what's what so horrible about that? What you don't realize is that uh, our nation, when it first started, states used to fund. Uh, churches uh, and so, but anyway, but you know, it's just uh, you know what I mean. Where I was going with it, <laughs> I just wake up with like, where was I even going with that? Um, where was I going with that? Kind um, of think here, I, I had a reason why I went in that direction. Now I'm kind of think here for a second, what when I where I was going with that. Um, I don't know. My mind, you know, I don't like getting older because I know my brain, uh, it was never really sharp to begin with. <laughs> so <laughs> it's getting more dull as I get older. But, uh, but, what was I going with? Hasn't that Isn't really cool that I was going with that on. Um, let me read this again, man. See if I can read behind of my mind. Uh, it says, Warren, his mind. You're at peace forever. Um, I am mean, crazy now. I keep thinking where I was going with that. Um, reason why I went on that illustration. I don't know. I'm sorry. Forgive me. So, uh, oh, Brady said, "How our nation has changed with moral." Yeah, our uh, nation has. It's changed. Its morality It's changed. Uh, its view when it comes to uh, Christianity and God's love. And uh, uh, you know, when you get further away from uh, Christianity. And of course, this again kind of goes back a little bit. What we talked about on our podcast last night. Uh, Was the fact that uh, you know you see so much hate in our world? Obviously, uh, with all the rioting and the burning down and destruction that we're seeing. Uh, In fact, I just shared a uh, thing by Martin Luther uh, King Jr. that uh, uh, you know that you can't uh, fight hate with hate; it can only be with love. Now, of course, love can be ambiguous, depending on who you talk to. But with God's love, obviously, these things can change. You can fight hate with God's love. Uh, with God's peace. And those kind of things you can't fight back with.
1: And uh,
0: it's, it's a sad state of affairs how far our country has come away from the things of God. And um, uh, so that's why we can bank on the promises that God has for us. And we know that he doesn't lie. And um, uh, so that's what we look here, that, uh, that he will not change his mind, uh, for that he is priest forever. And he's in, in that line of McHale's day that uh, that even though the priests out there would, well, um, uh, you know, I think what it was, it was like um, 83 priests, I believe it was, you know, obviously when there was a priest out there, they're not going to live forever, they're, they're mortal, and so, uh, you know, you had like, I think it was like uh, 83 p- priests uh, before AD 70 and then after AD 70 it was, um, uh, gosh, I want to say 30 uh, after the new temple and then uh, uh, 300. I can't remember now the exact number, but my point is obviously is that uh, they are mortal and uh, you know that they're going to die just like as a pastor. You know, uh, I've been uh, uh, been with the Bible Church now, which I feel like I've been with it all my life, but officially uh, I've been with the church uh, on staff uh, for let's see, it'll be 15 years this October, uh, come on staff 2005. Hard to believe it's been that much time. And I love sharing the gospel. I'm not obviously far from a priest, obviously. But the point is, uh, I'm not going to live forever. You know, I could die tomorrow or next year. Who knows when? God only knows when I will, uh, how long I'll walk on this earth. But uh, uh, but God will reign forever. Jesus Christ's love, what he has for us will go on forever. So despite the fact that uh, my uh, mortal Soul is only here for such a short amount of time. Jesus Christ, what He does is forever. So that's what we're seeing here: that He is priest forever. All right, that He is the high priest. He is the one that, even though these priests come and went, He is the one that will go on and continue on forever. And this makes Jesus the guarantor, a better covenant. So we see here that when we see this word here, uh, this guarantor or surety. Uh, the um, uh, having a better covenant and agreement between two people. We'll get to that here in just one second. Is that um, you know we see that surety. Uh, we you know when you think of that um, uh, the guarantor. Uh, you know, think of it this way. Uh, say an overdraft fee. You know that uh, your guarantor, you know, that guarantor will be uh, that overdraft fee will be taken care of. Somebody's going to pay for that, or someone's bail will be. Uh, Will be paid if they go to jail. I'm sure so lot of people watching who you know, identify with that. I'm just, I'm just joking. But, uh, but you know that uh, you're guaranteed, that surety that if your bail is paid, then uh, you will uh, appear in court uh, when you're supposed to. Now, there's some, they'll take down and run. But let's let's hope for the best they're <laughs> supposed to, to show up. But a better covenant, all right, that agreement between two people. Now we can look back at. Um, Exodus 24, 1-8, in regards to so time you can kind of see that covenant between uh, Israel and God. So Exodus 24, 1-8, uh, through 8, if you want to turn there, I'll leave it up to you guys and gals. If not, that's uh, fine. But 24, 1-8, of course, what specifically we'll see in 7 and 8 here, but let's go ahead and read that so you can kind of see this what we're referring to, uh, this covenant. Uh, this is in, in verse 1 of, of chapter 24. Uh, then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, and Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but the others shall not come near, and the people shall not come up with him. Moses came and told the people of all the words of the Lord, and all the rules, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain, the twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the people of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins and half the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. So we see that covenant between uh, Moses uh, and God and the children of Israel. We see that that, that promise, that, that covenant that we're seeing right here in Hebrews 7 uh, in verse uh, 22. He's got a better way, a better covenant, that agreement between the peoples. You'll remember before, uh, and we explain this too. Let's see, what is today? Sunday, Wednesday night, we uh, kind of hit on this a little bit in the fact that, you know, obviously you had to go, um, you know, there was the priest and then there was the high priest. And, and once a year, only he could go before uh, the Ark of the Covenant, go into the Holy of Holies and, and sacrifice uh, those animals that uh, to atone for our sins. Of course, Jesus Christ, his atonement. Uh, was the, the one and only that was, uh, was good enough that was a permanent uh, atonement for our sins. No more blood sacrifices. No more uh, having to go through priests. Only through Jesus Christ, we, can have, we have a direct connection between us and God. We no longer have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through these things. We can have a direct connection between us and God. You know, and when you look at the word uh, salvation, you know, that uh, that is really a, a radical uh, word that we, we have. You know, I think some people take it for granted uh, that word salvation. You know, when you look at salvation, you look at saving somebody, it is, um, you know, it's not somebody who uh, uh, that needs help that uh, to have a little bit better life or someone who is, uh, you know, kind of halfway there but needs a little extra help. No, when, you, when somebody is, is in need of salvation, that is somebody that uh, uh, when, uh, say, for example, um, uh, they're, I don't know, they're drowning, right? and uh, it's not that you throw them a rope uh, to hoping that they'll grasp to it. No, it is, it is somebody who has drowned, and uh, uh, they're only needed in saving, but they drowned and was brought back to life. See, we're all dead in our sins, all dead in our trespasses. It is saving us from a very real hell, a very real existence. It is a saving us uh, from God's wrath. And, and so I think a lot of people, they kind of throw that word around salvation a little too loosely and, and not really fully understand the full context uh, of that word and what that means and how we are in such need of true salvation, true saving uh, from a very real eternal hell. And you know, it amazes me. It blows my mind. Uh, at the thoughts that uh, there are individuals out there who uh, who don't believe in him, uh, that blows my mind. Uh, it absolutely blows my mind. There are people out there who don't believe in hell. but we are in need of salvation. We are in need of saving. Those who don't know Jesus Christ are our Lord and Savior. You are in need of salvation. You are in need of saving. You are a dead man. All right. That is Jesus Christ who offers life. Now we can look at John 3, 36 over here, and of course keep your hand over here in Hebrews uh, to fully understand this, I think a little better, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John uh, 3, 36. let me go over here, um, let's see, that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son should not see life, But the wrath of God Remains in him. So remember, God's real, because of our sin-filled life, because of, uh, of, of our um, unrepentant spirit, because of sin. Remember, as one man sin, everyone has sinned. You know, it just, it's that disease of sin that every single person is born with. And if you do not repent, if you do not accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will spend an eternity in a very real hell. And, you know, and remember, when you give, when you finally give your life, over oh, Jesus Christ, when you when you finally repent uh, of your sins, that is that change of mind, that change of direction. Right? Remember that, that you are a new creation, a new person in Christ Jesus. You no longer think the same way. You no longer look at things the same way. You know, even uh, as someone uh, that has uh, uh, tried to serve the Lord. Uh, as I have. And like I said, I, I strayed for a long time with the Lord. Uh, when I got out of high school, I, I really uh, went in the wrong direction, around the wrong people, did all the wrong things. And uh, I regret that. And even after going into the ministry, I uh, still had a ways to, to go. And I still got a ways to go. It's not that, it's not that I've reached uh, a, a level where I'm happy at. And I know I, I still mess up every day, I still have things. But that's one thing I pray about. Is God help me to fundamentally change and transform how I look, see, and perceive things. Help me, you know, in regards to how I treat people, talk to people, how I think, how what I say, you know. Every day, I mean, y'all just don't realize. Every day, it goes to my mind the things I said, how I treated people. Uh, you know, I, I think about. Uh, you know, I love to joke. I love to make people laugh. It may I mean, that's one thing I, I, I get such a kick out. I love seeing people laugh, but. Not everybody gets my sense of humor, and I, I have a very smart-like sense of humor, and not everybody gets that, and I know that I've heard a lot of people along the way, I've said things that I meant to be funny, and some things I meant, uh, I think it's hilarious, people are like, you're just weird, and I am, <laughs> I mean, there's no use in, in trying to hide it, I am weird, I, I I have my own unique way of looking at things, and uh, so not everybody gets me, you know, there's like the a lot of things on Facebook, people are like, I I can't quit, Cry, I was crying, it's just so funny, and I watch it, I'm like, I don't get it, and I show Brandy, she's like, I don't get it either, and I'm like, I don't know, That uh, stuff I think is hilarious, I put on there, uh, people are like, Yeah, it's like, it's like dad, I'll show you I'll be laughing, I'm like, oh man, look at this, and he's like, yeah, that's cute, I'm like, that's funny, <laughs> yeah, if you say so, but anyway, you know, I wish I could go back and change those things. That's one great thing with salvation. We come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. We have a uh, new uh, change. Uh, we, you know, that's one thing. God is immutable. He doesn't change. We have his problems. We have those things that we can bank on. We can trust Him. Uh, that, you know, that we should never, and again, going back to this, even to the, to the time and place in history here in Hebrews, how they had not changed, how they become stagnant. There was no growth. And so many Christians today, there's, they are stagnant. There is no growth. There is no change. That's one thing we should be striving for each and every day is, Lord, help us to have a Christ-like mind. Help us to, to strive. Uh, to be more like you, Jesus, help us to, you know, watch our mouths, what we think, what we say, you know. And I don't know, maybe it's just why I'm getting older. I, I tend to to try to think. <laughs> it don't always work, but I try to think a little more before I speak. You know, that's one thing Dad told me a long time ago. Um, you know, because I, I like playing chess. I'm horrible at it, but I like to play it. But try to think a few moves ahead when you're playing the chess. Well, that's kind of what you have to do. Uh, in life to a certain extent, if you post this on social media, if you say this out loud, what are the ramifications? You know, you got to think a few few moves ahead. You know, if I, even though I might think this is funny now, uh, what is this going to come back to bop me later? You know, if I could win an argument now, you know, you can win the battle, but you can lose the war. So I could not be able to, to win uh, this spot this now. But how's that going to happen later on down the road? You know, you got to think ahead a little bit, and when you're young and uh, impetuous and uh, talk faster than you think, it gets you a lot of trouble, and that's my problem. I, my mouth runs faster than I think, and it all the time gets me in trouble. I'm trying hard uh, to do better, but it don't always works that way. But see, that's one great thing with salvation is that when God touches our hearts and minds, when He changes us. We we have a new perspective on things. We have a new way of looking at things, and God is there. Now, that's one thing we can look at here. Remember, He's got a better covenant, a better way of looking at things. You know, before, you know, remember, the the Jews here were thinking about turning back from Christianity and going back into this old covenant, going back to the to the laws uh, of the Old Testament. They were they wanted to go back to that. Uh, because of the persecution, they, they even lost property, and they, it, it, was, it was it was really tough on them. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people uh, in regards to Christianity. Uh, they do good for a little while. They try to serve the Lord for a little while, but things get tough, and it's easy to want to to pull them back into the things of the world. And see, that's what we have to fight. We have to fight that spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Instead of depending upon God, what do a lot of people do? You know, you look at today. You know, here we're looking at, uh, you know, the, the pull uh, of the Jewish people to want to go turn from Christianity, to go back uh, to uh, that, uh, that old way of thinking. And they're presenting a new covenant, a new way, a better way than what they were doing before. And, you know, you look at people today, you when know, things get tough, they turn to psychology or they turn to. Well, that's weird. I. Uh, yeah. Facebook just went down. That is really weird. I'm sorry for those watching on the website. Give me just a second here. I apologize. For some reason, it went down. All right. Let's try it again here. There we go. All righty. Uh, For those on social media, I apologize. Never, I have never had that to happen before. Sitting there talking and all of a sudden, it just, I mean, my iPad just went completely uh, off the rails. I don't know what happened. That is really, really odd. So I apologize. Those on social media, I apologize. I don't know what happened. I've never had that happen before. That is really weird. I don't know. It just went completely. Just I mean, it it just like I had cut my laptop off. So uh, Dad said, uh, "I get your humor, not funny." Well, thank you, Father. And um, with that said, I get your humor too, and you're not always funny. So. (laughs) <laughs> he'll be in his office and say, Oh, you got to see this and me and Brandy's like, What in the wrong? You know, or he'll tell a joke and I don't have a clue what he's talking about, and so I made myself laugh. So ha ha, ha. <laughs> But anyway, uh smart aleck <laughs> so anyway, uh but look at people today what I'll get back at. Uh instead of turning to God, instead of turning to uh what he is you know, his promises, what he try to tell us. They, they turn to psychology. They turn to other people. They turn to names. All right, you know they, they turn to a lot of different other things instead of turning to God. And see that's what the devil wants to do. Again, he wants he's that master distraction. He wants to cause those trouble. He wants to cause those problems. And so that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to turn to everything and anything, uh, but God. And so we have to be careful not to uh, to make sure that we're fighting against that pull. Uh, to uh, uh, to not turn to to anything other than Jesus Christ, and so we have we can trust and bank on His promises. Now, when uh, let's see here, I Oh, and I
1: also meant to in regards
0: to salvation. I meant to read Romans five nine. Let me look at that real quick over here. I meant to got to talking, forgot to turn it out. Before you move forward, I would like to read that real quick. I thought it's uh, something that should be read. Uh, Romans five. Uh, verse nine. Since therefore we have been justified by his blood, um, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. So again, we have because of what Jesus Christ done, right? Because we, he is permanent, what he done is forever. All right, we are saved from the wrath of God. Remember, he is that uh, that um, intermediary between us and God. You know, and that's another thing too. Uh, in, in particularly this passage here. Uh, well, let me go ahead and read forward and then I'll get to what I want to talk about here. Uh, verse 23. Uh, the four priests were many in number, as we were just talking about, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. That's exactly what we're just referring to how also they were mortal. They're not going to live forever. And um, let's see here. Um, but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Also, Jesus is forever. Uh, we know that. And uh, we do not worry about uh, that ever ending. Uh, his promises, His forgiveness. Uh, you know, uh, we we have our our manual, our guide. And just because we don't uh, we, we mess up, we know that we're forgiven. We know that our name is not removed from the book of life. We know that God forgives us. We don't take advantage of that and continue to sin. Just as as Paul addressed this uh, before with uh, uh, the Corinthians, that uh, uh, you know, if, we thought if they they kept sinning, then then uh, they would then. That grace would abound all the more. Obviously, we know that that was wrong. We want to learn from those mistakes. We want to dive into this, this guidebook, uh, this uh, uh, instruction manual, if you will, and be uh, and team to, to live by Jesus Christ. But God understands we we're going to mess up. Um, let's see here. Uh, verse 25. He's able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for us. So remember, he makes that intercession for us. Now, this verse here, 25, I think is um, maybe the key uh, or the most important um, verse in uh, this passage that we're we're doing on this teaching this evening. For the simple fact that um, uh, a lot of people have rewritten this uh, to mean something other than what it's saying. Let's read this again because I think that this is uh, very important. Uh, consequently he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. Now, when we read this here, now there are those out there who think that God is up there in heaven and he sees us down here. And because of free will, he thinks, well, uh, it's what some think, that, uh, well, I wish I could save these individuals. I wish I could help these individuals because of free will I have to let them come to me. All right. And uh, what we're, what that is looking at here, uh, you can see um, uh, what is known as Arminianism. Uh, is that uh, that you have to do something on your own before you can come to God. You have to do some sort of work before you can come to God. You have to do something in order to attain your salvation. All right, it is, There's a word out there called synergism, and there's monergism. And so, you know, and that is the, the monergism is the fact of a uh, Calvinistic uh, Reformed view of the fact that no, uh, that we didn't, you know. God, we didn't. God didn't have to wait on us to do something. God was proactive. He sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to come and save us. He, God reached out to us. He wasn't waiting for us to reach up to Him. And going back to that illustration of, you know, he, he, God didn't throw a rope out there as we're drowning in the ocean, hoping that we'll will uh, uh, latch on to that rope. He God come and got us and saved us. And uh, so, you know, th- those are. Or terms, uh, you know, the terminology is not so much important. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, a long time ago, uh, when I was graduating my doctoral studies, Dad and one of my uh, professors had a discussion uh, on that very uh, topic of synergism and modernism. And uh, uh, quite frankly, I wasn't familiar with those terms until uh, they started discussing that. But basically, that's what that boils down to from an Armenian type of viewpoint. Calvinistic, Reformed type of viewpoint in the fact that we don't have to do anything. We can't do anything uh, to, to uh, earn our salvation. We can't do anything to earn. Now, I'm, I'm just hitting high spots here. I'm, I'm just briefly, I, in fact, I could do an in-depth study. In fact, what, what y'all don't realize, Dad has actually done whole sermons on that and never used that terminology. And, and I knew, I knew what he was talking about. And, uh, uh, but, uh, but he, he slipped it in, and not slipped it in, but he was able to talk about that, uh, those two, uh, viewpoints, uh, and, and explain it in a way for people to understand without actually having to bring up those, uh, terminology, and, uh, which is really cool. You know, that's a really cool thing, uh, how my dad is able to uh, teach and preach in a way, uh, for people to understand, uh, and able to break it down. Uh, so that people can understand uh, what he's trying to bring across. And uh, that, that's what makes a good preacher. See, here, You know, he's been mean to, to me. Uh, here I am still bragging on him, trying to be nice to him. See, that's just the kind of, of humble man that I am. And if I wasn't more humble, I would talk more about myself. But, anyway, so, but uh, you know, so obviously we can't um, uh, and, and do anything to... Uh, uh, to earn our way into heaven. We, God doesn't wait around on us. All right, God is, is sovereign. He's in control. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient, omnipresent. He's everywhere. He knows it all. And so, you know, it would be silly to think that God had to wait on us to, to make a move and do something. God uh, sent his son, and we can bank on those promises. We know that Jesus Christ uh, shed his blood for us. cleanse cleanses from our sins. We know that he willingly, you know, in my daily devotions, I'm in the, the book of John, and that's one thing he's talking about uh, right there, was the fact that here he knew what he was about to face. He knew uh, that he was about to face the, uh, uh, the, the abuse and the beatings, and uh, he was going to be nailed to the cross, and he was going to have to go through horrible and terrible suffering to save our lives uh, for a very real and eternal hell. You know, I, when I was reading that this morning, here you know, I was sitting there thinking about here, he was nailed to the cross. You know, he, I couldn't begin to imagine. You know, the Romans, they were masters of torture. And here, Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross, of course, the, the two thieves on each side. But as if that wasn't bad enough, but then they go through and break the legs. Obviously, Jesus, his legs wasn't broken, and to fulfill prophecy, as uh, as, as the Bible uh, shows us. And, uh, of course, he, you know, they uh, put the spirit aside, water and blood, uh, come out. But, I mean, man, I just couldn't imagine that kind of, of suffering You now to the cross. Have your legs broken? And in essence, you, you want to suffocate that Jesus uh, had already passed on. So Jesus Christ done this to save each and every one of us, even though we're not worthy, even though we are hate-filled, sin-filled. I mean, you look around the world today with everything going on. I, I, Dad said, here's the tissue for your daddy issues. Well, thank you, Father. I'm uh, or should I say, Doctor Evil? Anyway, so but uh, we see that Jesus Christ was willing to uh, to save us from that. Because of his love for us, because of, of his um, uh, devotion to us, uh, you know. And remember, uh, you know, I know that uh, the the topic of election is also that a lot of people like to, uh, to discuss, and that. Uh, that we were predestined, that he knew us before we were formed. That's, that's a, that people don't want to hear that. And, and they say, well, yeah, would well, Jesus come to save everybody? No, he only he come to save the elect because he knew if, if he died for everybody, then he knew everybody would not attempting. It would be cheap. Uh, it would be, you know, you know there, there would be no point. But at least, you know, people say, well, that's not fair. Hey, he didn't have to choose anybody, but he at least decided to choose some. Which makes our salvation that much more special and that much more wonderful, because He did decide to choose at least some of us, anyway. And so praise God for that—that that He was that He chose us, chose some of us uh, to be uh, and be a part of His kingdom. Now, who the elect is, we don't know. That's why we witness, that's why we measure that's why we talk to other people about the love of Jesus Christ, because we don't know who those are. And so we, we, we try to reach out and touch the hearts and minds of those that will pray. The Holy Spirit will touch the hearts and minds of those out there who may not know Jesus Christ, or our Lord and Savior. So, you know, when we look at particularly with um, uh, salvation, uh, you know, we can look at, I think, one of the greatest verses out there is one. Is really dad's favorites. And uh, I'm a bit partial to it myself. And I think we should read that in regards to salvation. And y'all may have heard of it, some of you may not, because that was one of the most Googled verses, when Tim Tebow put that on his face, and what really shocked me, I took for granted that everybody knew it, is John 3, 16. And when you read John three sixteen, you can't read it, I don't feel like, without incorporating at least verse 17 as well. But John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. So praise God for that. You know, praise God that you know He didn't send His Son. He could very easily condemn us all. He could very easily uh, destroy us all. That He did it out of His love. He sent His only Son. And once, you're, once you accept Jesus Christ your personal word, Savior, we understand that our name is written last week a lot. It can't be erased, all right? If you truly, sincerely pray that.
1: Now, and I don't want
0: to sign a broken record, but if you thought that praying the prayer of salvation is just a, a sprinkling of, of magical words, and you've said that, and you say, well, good, I've done what i got to do, and you go right back, yeah, and you're partying up and drinking and, and doing everything you was before. You know, when we read that, you shouldn't judge. You know, somebody says they are saved, and that's treating them and God. But if you're not bearing any fruit, you're not showing any reflection, you're showing any change at all, you know, God's word says you don't buy your fruit. If you've not made any change, then it begs to wonder, did you really mean that? Did you understand what you were trying to say? You know, and so just because you made that prayer of salvation does not make you perfect, obviously. And so we are going to mess up, and God understands that. But, as we're reading here, we can bank on his promises, all right, that covenant, that guarantee. What we were talking about just a few minutes at the beginning of this teaching is that, you know, you have a guarantee you expect it. You know, it's like um, I love my mom dearly, but she loves to take stuff back to Walmart. And so uh, she, uh, uh, she gets something, she takes it back, and heaven help them if they, if they give her a hard time. One way or the other, she's going to take it back. And so if I have somebody to go back and, and I don't want to fool with it, I usually try to get her to go do it. So, but, uh, you know, and because she expects them, because they, you know, got your receipt, she expects them to live up to it. And, uh, but how much more can we uh, bank on God's promises and his, uh, and, and what he's trying to tell us. Now, um, let me see here. There was another verse I was wanting to read here. i uh, trying to find it. Um Let's see, I'm also here. Let's say it's Matthew here. Let's see one. Shouldn't we're going hit on real quick here. Give me a second, say it's Matthew one. Um, let's see here. Yeah, um I just feel like just with what we're talking about in regards to salvation. In uh, Matthew 1.1 it uh, says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All right? So, again, fulfilling that prophecy. You know, that's the other thing. When people kind to sit there and turn the Bible down and say, well, it's just a, a book written by men. And when you see all these prophecies being fulfilled, I, you know, I don't see how you... Uh, well, that's just it. The God is full of them. That's just all it boils down to. I mean, you know, it, 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 you can't make, you, just like Dad's so for you, you can't force people to believe. You can't force people to be saved. It's only the Holy Spirit touching their hearts and mind, opening their eyes uh, so that they can, so these things can be revealed to them. That they can understand it, so you know that's why again going back to where you know Jesus didn't die for everybody because he knew not everybody would accept him. You know, and, and I've talked about this before for the very fact that Jesus Christ literally walked this earth. He was fully God. He's fully man. Walked this earth and was healing people, doing miracles, and people still denied him as the Messiah. Still denied him. So you know, for when people sit there and say, "Well, prove to me that God exists," or or, or try to say that Jesus wasn't real, even Josephus. Uh, you know, at St. Leroy, we talked about Jesus Christ. and talked about, we didn't understand that he do miracles, so all about his great magic. Josephus actually they referred to, you know, he's talking about here in verse, uh, what was it here? Um, uh, 23, I guess it was, uh, where it's so all about in number because they were forbidden by death. Even Josephus talked about uh, the, uh, the lifespan of these priests. We don't you know, want to talk about those over, uh, about, say, 83, uh, before the uh, fall of the temple in 70 AD. Uh, so even Josephus uh, wrote about these kind of things. So was secular history wrote about it. So if, if he was literally walking the earth, and people deny him, if Jesus walked here today, it, people would still deny him. People would still say he wasn't real. They still say he wasn't God. would still say he isn't the Messiah. So you know, why? Because men are wicked. We are selfish, prideful, wicked people. So praise God that he did decide to choose some. So again, that's what makes your salvation that much more secure. And that's why we have to, uh, uh, we can't have this um, Arminian kind of viewpoint, thinking that we can lose our salvation, or that God had to wait for us to make a decision, or none of that kind of craziness. Man, uh, it's God that, uh, that reached down to us, not waiting for us to reach up to him. And that's a wonderful thing, that we can trust in that. And that's why I say that salvation is a, a radical term, is it, a, a radical way of looking at things. That it's not just, you know, it, when you are in need of saving, you're a dead man, right? you are you, you have already drowned. You have already, you are surpassed uh, the, 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 uh, the hope of ever returning again. And that's when Jesus Christ reached down and saves us, all right? And he brings us back to life. He gives us new life. That's why I says we're a new creature. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. But we, that's why we can understand God's oath. You know, man can take an oath. He may go back on it. But if God, who don't need to make an oath, don't need to make a promise to do it, how much more can we bake on that? And um, I'll try to think here first. One other thing I said I wanted to hit on, but uh, I think that's pretty much uh let's see here uh oh well in the fact in verse 25 since he always lives to make intercession for us that's one thing that we thats cool too uh is the fact that uh god does talk to, uh, to. i'm sorry jesus does talk to god on our behalf he on our behalf he does make that intercession for us and uh and so that's why we know that when we mess up we do things that we know that jesus christ has got our back he's talking to god on our behalf you know and, and yeah. In all the things this world that led us down, all the things this world that uh, uh, that fails us, isn't it a wonderful thing that we can make on God's promises? We can make on Jesus' promises, knowing that even after we're saved, even though God knows we're going to mess up, Jesus makes intercession for us. He talks to God uh, and because we deserve His wrath. We deserve hell. We deserve uh, every bad thing in the world that happens to us. We deserve it. But Jesus Christ. If you've given your life over to Jesus Christ, remember the only prayer—if you don't know Jesus Christ for Savior, savior—the only prayer He's ever going to hear is the prayer of salvation. And um, you know, and some may argue that with me, but I, you know, but not to me, I don't think your prayer is going any higher than the sinner. But once you've made that prayer of salvation, once you've given your life over to Jesus Christ, and you sincerely—remember that—you know, God is not a, a genius. You know, you don't—you don't rub your Bible and. And a smoke comes out, and, and uh, God's there to grant you three wishes. That's not how God works. And uh, so um, uh, when you go to God in prayer, remember, you're seeking out his will. Now, you, know, you, you may have concerns. Like, you know, when I pray, I have things that, uh, that I want to uh, bring before God. But ultimately, it's his will. He wants to make sure that we are dependent upon him. So make sure that you're submitting to His will, that you're showing dependence on Him, that you're asking for forgiveness for things that you know that you have done and is wrong and help to learn to overcome that obstacle, that snare, the next time it's put in your path. That God will give you strength to avoid it. Uh, do not go down that path. You know, every day, I, mean, I mess up every single day. Every day, I lose my temper. I say, so stupid, right? You know, and it is... Uh, it's not easy to be a Christian, it's tough. But no matter what happens, you know, really, you know, and I've said this before, that God, you know, when we see it, it's not, it's not a shock, it's not a surprise to him. Uh, he knows what we're going to mess up before we do it. He knows our sins, past, present, and future, but it's been known to the cross. So remember that even though we're passing through this world, don't forget that as Christians, we must engage with those in the world explained explain it them the things of Jesus Christ, and explain the things of God to them, uh, so that they can understand his love. You know, what an uh, amazing thing it would be, that here are all these riots going on, and uh, what else reading today, that, uh, that a lot of these people are being shipped in, a lot of these are Antifa people, and they're, they're being brought in from uh, other, uh, uh, other places uh, in these communities, so they don't care to burn them down, they don't care to cause this destruction. Imagine all these people, uh, if their hearts and minds were touched, they'd come to know Jesus Christ, our first Lord and Savior. You know, that's one thing, this George Floyd that I suggested to yesterday, and I was talking about this on the podcast last night. So I thought it was really wonderful. Franklin Graham had put on there that uh, George Floyd, uh, come to know Jesus Christ as our first Lord and Savior. And he was calling out uh, these gang members, he had to put their guns down and so that they would know the peace of God. And so they would know Jesus Christ, our first Lord and Savior. I don't understand he's in Minneapolis that he, said he wanted a fresh new start because he had been in some trouble in Houston before he turned his life to the Lord. This man knew Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus Christ, your first Lord and Savior? Do you know his peace? Do you know his love? Are you searching in the world for other avenues of peace and joy? Are you searching uh, in, in, in your own misery, your own uh, drugs? Or alcohol? What are you Where do you find? The peace of God, at are you searching it in the world? Are you finding it? Are you or, or have you never turned your life over to Jesus Christ? George Floyd you knew Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Do you and uh, once you come to know God, yes, it's, it's tough, it's hard, it's not easy, but there's nothing like it. And only God can happen to endure, only God can happen to persevere. Remember, He is high priest forever, it's never changing. He is the one and only. All these general priests who that time, they lived and they died. But this priest, our high priest, in the Order of Macel's Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, he lives forever. His atoning work, that sacrifice, that, that blood covers our sins forever. It never changes. He is permanent. So when you understand that that you understand that promise, you understand that permanency. Man, you know what a wonderful thing that we can bank on that promise. So if you give me my Lord Jesus Christ, man, don't beat yourself up when you mess up. You know, Ask for forgiveness. Learn from it. Try to do better next time. But we know that we get back on that promise that we are forgiven. It's covered under the blood of the Lamb. We just keep pushing forward. You know, uh, let's make sure what little time we have on this earth. that we spread the gospel to everyone and anyone who's willing to listen. Let us have a of prayer. And Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you bless us with. Uh, Lord, this beautiful day, uh, we're not ask for a more prayer day. Lord, thank you for your promises. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, let us bank on that. Let us trust in that. Lord, let us serve you well each and every day. Uh, Lord, help us to put our trust in you. To, uh, each day we wake up uh, to pray uh, to be used for your glory. Lord for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, better pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of for all my sin. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate y'all watching this evening and I'm sorry for the uh, for those watching on social media for the little hiccup that I had there. I apologize. Never had that happen. That was really weird. I don't know what uh, it's been a little uh, uh, technical glitch there made me to shut down, but, uh, but I hope everybody has a blessed, wonderful week and uh, uh, Lord will really meet again at 7 o'clock on Wednesday for those on social media. Well, even on the website now you know, I, I, I'm at 7.15 every morning do my devotion And uh, so if you want to tune into that each morning feel free to join us And uh, uh, but I hope everybody has a wonderful week and uh, thanks for watching and remember, I'm just a nobody trying to tell you about somebody. Thanks